Here we go. Steelers, Niners, Sunday. Sounds like there might be a little rain, but other than that, weather is pretty decent. Um, we're going to talk about both sides of the ball, just previewing the game, all my thoughts off the top of my head. My first thought, though, is I don't expect this. I expect a very close game. If it's a blowout, I think the Niners blow out the Steelers, but I really don't think that's the case. I can't imagine a world where the Steelers blow out the Niners. I mean, that just seems far-fetched to me. But where I was going with the close game thing is if I'm the Niners, I'd be very worried about my kicker situation right now. It still seems up in the air, certainly not a strength. And, you know, you're kicking in a strange place, even if it's Matthew Wright. But either way, if it comes down to a kick, I think that gives the Steelers an advantage. I know the Steelers' special teams wasn't tremendous last year, but it was pretty tremendous in the preseason. They have a whole new core, and I'm a Harvin believer now. But enough of special teams. Um, when the Steelers have the ball. Now, first of all, Bosa's back, as you know. I'm sure he'll start the game. I don't think he'll have a pitch count. I think he'll play as much as he wants. I'm sure they're having the thoughts of, hey, we definitely want you out there in every Passing situation, second and longs, third and longs, third and mediums. But I bet he starts first and 10 on the first play of the game and maybe doesn't come out. That being said, he last year, even when he was healthy, was only a 74% snap count guy. So he takes himself in and out of games much like TJ does as well. I mean, these guys just play with extreme energy and need a breather here and there. So I'm guessing he plays... 60% of the snaps instead of 75-ish, you know? Now, one thing I think, as soon as I saw that he signed, my first thought from a Steeler perspective is, ooh, Darnell Washington's snaps are going to go up. And why do I say that? Because Bosa, unlike Watt, he will line up on the right side or the left side. I haven't studied it in immense detail, but I don't know the rhyme or reason for why he goes left or right. Maybe, you know, I mean, about equal amount of his sacks were from both sides. I don't think it's a strength thing, a strength of offensive formation. I mean, sometimes he gets a better matchup. I just think they like to move him around and he's as good in either side, but he's not going to move once he gets set in his stance. So I think you're going to see Washington on Bosa's side a lot. So, Washington might not be a force catching the football, but his size and blocking against Bosa in the passing game, as well as the run game, I think is going to be something to really keep an eye on. So if by chance Washington isn't on Bosa's side or he's not even on the field, I can guarantee you a running back will be a sidecar to pickets, you know, left or right, wherever Bosa is. So, I assume that's how they'll deal with them. Obviously, it's more in-depth than just that. But they are not going to leave either tackle alone on him. That is a nightmare. So, let's talk about steel run game. So, I like some things. Let's start with steel pass game, actually. Now, how much have I been telling you they have to attack the middle field? They have to attack the middle field. And we saw a lot of it, tons of it in practice, a lot of it in the preseason. They're addressing the situation. Personnel they've added, including Washington, indicates they knew the problem, along with the red zone. If it doesn't go well against this team, don't lose your mind. Interior passing. This is the best team in the league of defending the middle of the field. 
led by Fred Warner, but Hafonga, the strong safety, their second level defense is phenomenal. And I don't expect the Steelers to have a lot of success with Fryermuth, Washington, the backs, whomever, crossers, attacking the middle of the field in this game. Now, that doesn't mean you just have to run go route, go route, go route. But I do think attacking outside the numbers and attacking their corners, who will let up big plays, is huge. And maybe it's a big Pickens game. Deontay's been open all preseason and can nickel and dime you at more like quarter and half dollar you to death. So I think it's a picket driving the ball outside the numbers type game through the air as well as maybe some more screens that we don't see a lot of, slow the pass rush down, screens to Bosa's side. Um, I'm sure they'll rotate a lot of different personnel in, but I'm guessing it's a 12-personnel game, a back, Fryermuth, Washington, the two top receivers. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to see Robinson and Austin, of course, but then Hayward sprinkled in as well. But I think they'll attack them in a lot of ways. But the middle of the field passing to me is not going to be a great barometer. Well, if they do great, like, wow. But that's going to be tough sledding. How about the steel run game, though? All the numbers for the Niners last year, as I told you yesterday, maybe it was two days ago, are unbelievably good. Their run defense numbers are like the best in the league, like the best you're going to see right there with Tennessee last year. And a huge key to that for them is they didn't allow a run of over 30 yards last year. Very, very few over 20 or even over 10. They don't allow explosive runs. Part of it's because Warner and those guys track you down. You know, I mean, like you just don't get free. However, like it or not, the Steelers aren't really an explosive run game anyway. So the Niners played a very easy schedule last year. Now, they do have Javon Hargrave in the middle. They didn't last year. We're always playing with leads and didn't allow explosives. But if you watch the tape, the Steelers-style three to six yards in a cloud of dust isn't exactly what the Niners do great defensively. I think you can pound on these guys. And as much as I adore their linebackers, they're a little thinner, not power players that I do think you can wear them down particularly in week one, you know, none of these guys, not one of them is in perfect NFL 70 snap shape. They just haven't done it. You saw it last night in the Thursday nighter. All those guys were dragging in the fourth quarter. You're going to see that across the league. So even if the Steelers get down, I, I know it'll make some of you crazy, but I think if I'm Matt Canada, I'm still staying very dedicated to a downhill physical run game with big personnel. And just beating on these guys. And I think it could pay off late. And certainly helps your time possession stuff. And that's not even the slightest concern about Kenny. It's not like Kenny's not ready. You know, like last year you could say, Kenny's not ready to put the offense on his shoulders. I think it's just matchup driven. Now, Hargrave does present problems. Of course, Bosa presents problems. We talked about him. Warner presents massive problems. We talked about him. Hargrave's going to be a guy you're going to have to double. But as you remember... He's very good versus the run, but he's not Casey Hampton. You know, like he doesn't have to be double teamed for interior runs. He's more of a penetrator than that. He's more of a modern nose. He actually worries me more as an interior pass rusher against Cole and the guards than he does being 
an immovable anvil in the middle of the defense run-wise. And you'll still see misdirection stuff, but I think a power run game and shots, and I know that sounds exactly like last year, but if you listen to me, you realize I didn't condone what happened last year, but it just happens to be a really good way to attack this team. Outside the numbers, deep balls, running game. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go run, run, go route, run, run, go route. I mean, obviously not. We need more creativity than that. But you also don't want to attack the teeth of this defense either. And we'll see. Um, I think the Steelers will move the football. I I think the fourth quarter might be better than the first. But we'll see. Um, Quick break. We'll talk about the other side of the ball. They present a lot of problems on that side of the ball, too, as you might imagine. Let's start this conversation with the Niners' offensive line. Their left tackle, Trent Williams, is the best offensive lineman on the planet right now. I don't want to say he's unbeatable. He will take a penalty here and there. But on third and one, you run behind Trent Williams. You don't help him in protection. Alex Highsmith is going to have a long day. That doesn't mean he'll have no tackles, no production at all. But I'm kind of just writing them off. And that's not a knock on him. It's just what Williams does to basically every edge defender he plays. Okay, so if those two don't exist, you're kind of playing 10 on 10. And I know that's not how football works. But anyway, up front, their other four, from left guard to right tackle, a kind way of putting it is they are a nondescript or an unproven group. They're also not very talented, and they're not a great unit. Now, much like we talked about with Bosa, especially because Kittle was fighting a groin, I would think Kittle lines up next to the right tackle over and over and over. And I don't think Kittle's going to be a decoy. I mean, he's too good for that, but the groin thing's a big deal, I think. I think he's going to stay in the block a lot against Watt, or at least chip on the way out. So I think you'll see Kittle helping with Watt a lot. If it's not him, it'll be Juszczyk. But they are not going to leave McKivitz, the right tackle, alone on Watt. There's just no way. He will destroy him. So that's something to keep in mind. And it also, Shanahan loves getting four and five receivers out into route combinations. That's going to be very difficult for them if they're going to help at all with Watt. I mean, I think they will get three and four out, not four and five. Probably more like three-man route concepts. So use check and Kittle. I would not think we're going to have big statistical days. Who knows? But that's just my hunch. And then the interior of the O-line also is going to be outmanned. This is the Steelers' biggest advantage is right tackle, right guard, center, left guard versus Hayward, Ogunjobi, Watt, and backups. To me, if this game is won, it's won there. If there's something the Niners can't overcome schematically, it's there. Versus run and in protection. I could see Cam having a big, big day too. So that's important. Now, their run game absolutely presents problems. But Steelers are a good tackling unit. McCaffrey's going to put up numbers. He does every week. Whether it's catching, running, it's probably a combination of both. I'd be shocked, though, if the Niners win this game solely on the back of their ground game. Because I do think the Steelers 
won't play a lot of too high. I think they'll have a lot of able bodies. Expect to see a lot of three safety stuff in this game. Maybe some creative defensive packages. Because I think they're going to flood the middle of the field. I don't think you're going to keep people well off the ball, including Minka. That doesn't mean you won't have a high safety or two high safeties ever. Of course you will. But I think you want a lot of bodies in the middle of the field and near the line of scrimmage. And guys that can run. I mean, that's why I mean safeties or Quan, you know, maybe more than Roberts. Because you got to run with Kittle and handle the crossing routes and McCaffrey and all that. So... If you aren't aware, this is the best team in the league at attacking the middle of the field. That's what they do. I'm sure Shanahan has been looking at these Steeler linebackers going, wow, they just brought on a whole new group of off-the-ball linebackers. I can't wait to challenge them. And frankly, if all those off-the-ball linebackers, the inside linebackers, have a bad day, I'm not going to hold it all that much against them. I'm not, I don't want to hear on Monday, oh, they tried all those linebackers, linebackers still stink. It's going to be the toughest test of the year for those guys. So, again, getting thrown in the deep end. This middle of the field stuff in both sides of the ball, I mean, is very interesting. Now, Purdy, I'm not a fan, but he did some really good things. And But this is what he wants to do. This is what Shanahan wants to do. He wants to play on time. He wants to get the ball out and run after the catch. Like, I can't stress this enough this week. They've led the league in yards after catch yards for five years in a row. And that's now they've added McCaffrey and, you know, Debo wasn't there the whole time or Ayuk or, you know, so it, a lot of it's play design, but they get run after the catch monsters. Steelers were one of the best tackling teams in the league last year, though. They did not allow a lot of run after catch. So what I want Purdy to do in this game, no matter how you do it, and this is why I keep talking about bigger bodies, able bodies in the middle of the field is I want him to say Porter, Wallace, Peterson, whoever my outside guys are, man, I'm leaving them in off coverage or maybe even islands. And I want Purdy to take a little bit longer in the pocket. And I want him to try to drive the ball outside the numbers. You get beat over the top on a go route, life goes on. But Purdy, to me, later in the down, isn't nearly as good. His numbers versus pressure fall off dramatically compared to other quarterbacks. And to give you an idea what their passing game is, and this isn't even all Purdy. This they had four different quarterbacks last year. Their yards per pass is like best in the league. So every time they throw the ball, it's like the most yardage gained in the league, give or take. But their average depth of target is low. So the ball comes out quick. And as you can probably put the things together, it's after the catch. Purdy hits Debo. He shrugs off a corner, takes it to the house. Now, that doesn't mean it's great quarterbacking, but it's an easier version. He does it well. Now, he's a little more of a risk taker than like Jimmy, though. And Jimmy's a paint by numbers. Yes, sir. I'm going to do what the coach says. Purdy takes more risks and improvs more. And I'll be honest, he got a little lucky with his improv stuff as a rookie in that some of the bad decisions he made didn't cost him badly. So I think the Steelers might be able to steal one or two as well as hit him. And again, he's coming off an elbow injury and he didn't have the best arm to begin with. So I want him 
throwing comebacks, deep outs, go balls. I mean, again, outside the numbers is where you want this guy holding, throwing the ball and maybe even holding it a half second longer so that you can crash down on him. Last guy I want to talk about here that might be the MVP of the game is Minka. Now, Minka will do his deep middle stuff. Sure, he's phenomenal at it. But I bet less in this game than ever. One of the weaknesses of the Shanahan offense is they will turn their back to the defense, play action, boom, throw the ball where it's supposed to go over the middle field, big gain after the catch. So robber safeties, and Minka does it better than anyone, will give these guys problems, whether it's Jimmy, Purdy, whoever. Deep safeties that attack downhill off the snap no matter what they see. Rob the middle of the field. I think you'll see that a lot from Minka. I also think he might do some real unorthodox things like come down and play Kittle man coverage, play the slot, man up against McCaffrey. Like you may see him near the line of scrimmage more than you ever have with the Steelers. It's just my hunch there. So I can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be super interesting. If it doesn't go well for the Steelers, frankly, I mean, who knows? But there's a chance. Yeah, that's the wrong way of saying it. I was about to like give them an excuse before the game even starts. But there are some things that are going to be hard to judge. Eh, I'm not saying that right either. You know, like if they don't have great success thrown over the middle, realize that this is the hardest team to do it against. If their linebackers aren't good in coverage, realize this is the hardest team to do, do it with. If their tackles have a tough time with both, so realize this is the hardest team to do with it. But that's the NFL, folks. You know, so be it. No one's crying for it, you know. Um, I have a Steelers win this game 24-23. I think the kicker situation is big. I think special teams could weigh more in this game than we think. I think the Steelers have a distinct quarterback advantage. I think home field is you guys you know, doing your part. I think Tomlin will be very well prepared. And I also think it's very beneficial to not only the Steelers, but teams across the league that played their guys at least some in the preseason and had physical practices like the Steelers. The Niners didn't do a ton of that, you know, so there will be rust around the league. I just think a team like the Steelers might have less, you know, and maybe even better conditioned. I also think the Steelers are a much deeper team than the Niners on both sides of the ball. Niners are star studded, but the Steelers are deeper. And what I mean by that is maybe you're rotating Benton and Liao in more than usual in the second quarter to keep Cam fresh in the fourth. So if the Steelers can stick with their run game, get hits on Purdy, use their depth, I think the fourth quarter goes their way. So I have the Steelers 24-23. Do I feel super strong about it? No, I do feel super strong. It's going to be a very telling and close game. Uh, I'll get back to you afterwards, though. Over and out.